Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land Stick to Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini, and as always, I am joined by the one and only Tia Johnston. Tia, uh, we had the Penn State game on Halloween night. Before we get to the game, did you, Cam, and or the dogs dress up as anything for Halloween this year? No. So I'm not big into Halloween. I never have been, even when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And Halloween isn't a thing in Australia. So he didn't grow up with it. <laughs> so we just like, we don't, we never celebrate. Which kudos to everyone who does, but like, it not my thing. Yeah, I thought if nothing else, you would take an opportunity to put the dogs in some cute costumes, though. That's oh, kind of where I thought you would go. I have some Christmas outfits ready. <laughs> <laughs> They're on deck. Just you okay. wait. <laughs> All right. So I guess, okay, if people don't realize you have how many dogs at this point? <laughs> I have two, and then and, I have two in Columbus that live with my mom. Okay, so what are your dog's Instagram handle? Or what is what is your dog's Instagram handle? It is, oh gosh, <laughs> Buddy and, oh, you're going to hate this, Buddy and Bella underscore. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, at least keep with the tradition of putting the underscore randomly at the end, I guess, but. Yeah, we're on brand here. <laughs> Well, if you could not tell that this podcast is very different from most of the other podcasts you will find in the OSU podcasting universe. Yes, we talk about the things that happen on the field, but we also talk about the things around the periphery of Ohio State athletics, as well as the things that keep us distracted and entertained between games. So, Tia, we, I mentioned the Penn State game. The Penn State game felt very familiar to me. It is very much like a lot of the other games we've seen against the quote unquote high level competition over the past I don't know, five, six, ten years. I mean, Urban Meyer, maybe even going back to some Jim Trestle games, uh, but Trestle never really got up as big. But early on, we see Ohio State race out to a lead. We are pumping our chests on Twitter. We are all feeling great. We are feeling like we are Leonardo DiCaprio standing up at the edge of the Titanic yelling, I'm the king of the world. Then, all of a sudden... They throw on the brakes. Things slow down. The other team comes back. It pisses off all the fans, which we'll get to. Um, And then it's a closer game. And even though Ohio State almost always, but not always because Fiesta Bowl, Clemson, uh, but almost always still wins by double digits, but it never feels as good as it probably should to beat a quality team by 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, in this case. For you, who, as we've established, is our nervous fan, what is that roller coaster ride for you in a nutshell when Ohio State scores like pretty much at will for the first 10 minutes and then Penn State makes it close and it's like a slog for the rest of the way? Well, like you, I think you tweeted or I don't know if you sent it in the Slack channel, but Ohio State always does this where they get off to this amazing lead or mm-hmm. have this amazing play. And then they just kind of cruise throughout the rest of the game. And then they ultimately, you know, win. But I think I I know that now, like, and especially with Penn State. I mean, it's always with Penn State. But as soon as Garrett Wilson, like, had that amazing first drive and then they scored within, like, 70 seconds of the game, I still was just like, well, (laughs) like I'm happy, but I know that that isn't going to be the theme of the game. Like I know Penn State, I even if there's no whiteout, like I just know that they're going to stay in this game. So I I got my hopes up for a second, but then my memory (laughs) served me and I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait this out. (laughs) 
All right, that's fair. I mean, that's very adult and mature of you. I'm I'm very proud of you for that. A little surprised, but what is crazy about this is, is as you mentioned, I do the Land Grant Holy Land uh, Twitter account during games. Land Grant thirty three. Follow, like, subscribe. You do the Buckeye Nation Twitter recap during the game, and then it posts after the game. So we are both very online oh, yes. during the game. Um, what did you think about the way that the fans in general seem to be very upset about this win and like little things? I mean, I guess they don't consider them little. I do. Um, I wrote an article. My column for Sunday was like, sit down, shut up. It's fine. But how did you take the reaction to not just this game, but that kind of overarching sense that like unless you win by 50 and even then in some cases, like are we just so jaded as as a fan base that like nothing is good enough? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because we didn't have those three games that prepare us for Big Ten play and we're like used mm-hmm. to running up the score early in the season. But I mean, again, it's Penn State like I don't care if they lost to Indiana or how good they are. They know how to play us. So I think it's a mixture of the fact that it's the second game of the season and Ohio State is still like, don't get me wrong, they looked great against Penn State, but they're still getting their, can I say shit? They're getting their shit together. (laughs) You you literally are in charge of everything at Land Grant Holy Land. You can say whatever (laughs) the shit you want. But... Like you wrote in your column, it's like, okay, if it just because it wasn't like a total blowout, I think we can take away that their defense and their run game improved like immensely since last week. So they're not even in midseason form yet. We have nothing to worry about. And especially considering like for the next six, maybe seven weeks, there's literally nobody who can challenge them. Like, and I'm only saying maybe seven uh, might be a challenge because we don't really know what's going on with Wisconsin since they've only played one game. They didn't play last week against Nebraska. They're not playing this week against Purdue. Like Michigan will probably score some points because I think they've got a good offense, but their defense is garbage. So, I mean, they're not going to be able to stop Ohio State. So like I just, the next six, seven weeks is just about perfecting things and getting things ready for when they make the college football playoffs. And I think what's so funny about this team, Tia, is is that like for years, Land Grant Holy Land, at least since I started, like we were the ones who weren't homers as much as anybody else was. We tried to see things a little bit more objectively. We were one of the first, if not the first outlet to like start nagging on Bill Davis. And we were a little bit more um, suspect of Urban Meyer uh, when all that stuff happened. But now, like, I am so 100% on board with this team. Like, I feel like I'm a homer, even though, like, objectively, I know they actually (laughs) have all of the capabilities to win the national championship that I think they should. Yeah, and it's easy to be a homer with this team. Yeah. And again, Ohio State fans have such high expectations, but I just, even me, who's a nervous fan, like, I don't see anything to worry about. Okay, if you've got nothing to worry about, I've got nothing to worry about because you are much better at worrying (laughs) than I am. One thing that I am very annoyed about, though, Tia, is how awful whoever the Penn State administrator was in charge of the fake crowd noise was doing their job on Saturday night. Did you notice how awful it was? Uh, Yes. So, (laughs) like you said, I'm very much on Twitter during the games because I'm rounding up like all the best tweets. And there is one that was... It pointed out that there's 
one setting of this crowd noise. So it's the same enthusiasm for like an 80 yard touchdown run as it is for a three (laughs) yard run. Like no matter what Penn state did, it was this like huge eruption of cheering. And and it was also like always delayed until like a second after (laughs) the play. So like I kept forgetting that like this wasn't real fans. So like after a play would be over, like I'm looking at Twitter, maybe I'm writing something about the play or something, but then I'd hear an eruption. I'd be like, well, what happened? Was it a fumble? Was there a flag? What's going on? Oh no. It's just somebody is a moron and doesn't understand how to do this. And that's the thing we've talked about, like watching games in the NBA or NHL or whatever, where they use the fake crowd noise. Honestly, 95% of the time in those games, I would never have known that the crowd noise was fake. Like whoever did it was so good. The person at Penn state was Awful. And I didn't notice it much at all in the first game against Nebraska. So I'm assuming the Ohio State person is much better at their job. But it was horrendous on Saturday night. Yeah, it was like they were waiting to make sure that they should press it or something. Yeah. And and that's the thing with like fans. They don't wait to find out what happened on the play. They just cheer. And if they're wrong, oh, well. And (laughs) I mean, I, I will say I didn't notice the lion roar during the game? Did I miss that? Did, oh, yeah, or did you I, missed I, it. I blocked it out. Did I miss it? Okay. Oh, yeah. It was like with every single cheer. Okay. Maybe I just, <laughs> I have subconsciously blocked it out of my, either my mind and ears from hearing it in the moment, or I've blocked it out <laughs> as like a repressed memory and I can't remember it from Saturday night. But I am totally fine with the fake noise. I think it adds to at least a little like of the game watching experience. I think it's a little weird that they're piping it in to the stadium. Like, I'd be fine if they were like, just doing it for TV purposes. Um, but whoever did that needs to lose their job at Penn State and be barred from ever doing anything that <laughs> has audio controls because it was horrible. Moving on a little bit here to you, that was our game that we watched Ohio State play last Saturday. The one coming up this Saturday, another primetime game against a team with a much better record than Penn State. That is the formerly undefeated and no longer... <laughs> tied for the Big Ten East lead Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I don't really care about that because Ohio State's going to win by 60. But yeah. I ha- we have to talk about this play that happened in the last couple minutes of the Rutgers-Indiana game. Uh, Indiana was up 37-21 at the time. The game was over. <laughs> but because of some penalties and a sack, <laughs> Rutgers had it 4th and 32 at like their own 45. And what transpired, and maybe we can play a clip from it, Tia, when you edit this, but like what transpired was the greatest single play in the history of sports. And yet the Big Ten officials decided that a ball that might have been thrown forward by three, like less than three feet, was worth eliminating the most artistic and beautiful thing I've ever seen (laughs) on a college football field. I was so angry. I'm still angry that that play did not stand. underneath the Shameen Jones. They want a little lateral play here for Bo Melton. They'll keep it hot for Vedral. Once more. Hey, big fella. Raekwon O'Neal, take this. Oh, my goodness. Watch out. Still no whistle. Shameen Jones cuts it back inside. He's just tripped up. Ball still live. Vedral still keeps it going. Watch out. There are no whistles. There are no flags. I wasn't watching it, and then I think somebody messaged in our Slack, and you were like, 
it was the best college football play ever to ever happen ever. And so I like sprinted to my phone to go to Twitter to see what happened. And you were not wrong. I mean, a lineman throws the ball over his head like across, literally across the field, like fifteen yards backwards, just like like throwing a bouquet at a wedding, um, and like there were multiple laterals, and like, I, you know, I don't think the Piesman Trophy is happening this year anymore because of all of the changes that have happened at SB Nation. But like, I'm saying, give that man the Piesman, whether or not he scored a touchdown, whether or not the play happened, that man deserves it. It was the most bonkers thing I've ever seen. It's like the Stanford Cal game wrapped up with the Music City Miracle. It is. The greatest thing. What I love about it is Rutgers is, I mean, they're not as bad as they were last year, but they don't have a chance to win anything, you know, like Big Ten, whatever. So you might as well do plays like this and just like have fun with it. Don't just like, don't just go down (laughs) without a fight like they have been for the past few years. Like just do plays like this. The same went for Indiana when they went for it in overtime against Penn State. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> this is the weirdest season in the history of college football. Let I love the it. let your freak flag fly this year. Like what yes. is the problem <laughs> with doing things that normally would get a coach fired? I mean, <laughs> Greg Schiano's in his first year there. He's not going anywhere. Tom Allen has the Indiana Hoosiers ranked. He's yeah. not going anywhere. Let it all hang <laughs> out, man. Like what's the point? I loved it. And I love the fact that like what was great about it is is that like you said Rutgers is markedly better. Uh, Greg Schiano, as we've seen here at Ohio State, is not a perfect coach, but he's a very good coach, especially when he is at Rutgers. And I was just kind of like impressed that they like went for not just went for it on fourth and thirty-two because what what other choice do you have? But like went for it to that level. Like they had laterals yeah. hooked up. Like that was part of the plan. Um, so I was just like, good for you, Rutgers. Like that's that takes some chutzpah to not just like throw a hail mary. Like I'm proud of you. For giving a shit. Can I say shit? Am I allowed to say shit, Tia? <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's like, Im- it's impressive because I kept expecting somebody to drop it and it just kept going. <laughs> well, and when it did drop, like somebody like dribbled it like a basketball and it bounced <laughs> yes. right to a teammate. Like it was perfect. I was impressed. I love it. I, I want to, if I could get that tattoo or that, if I could get that play <laughs> tattooed on my chest somehow, I would do it. It was so long, I might have to go, like, chest and back, but I would do it. Like, it's... I mean, no one's stopping you. I mean, but how do you get, like, I I would want the motion of the play, you know? Like, I would want it to be, like, if I could get, like, a GIF tattooed on my chest of the <laughs> yes. play. But I don't know how you tattoo a GIF. Like, that doesn't really... I don't no, think that works. But when that technology is invented, Tia, mark it down, I'm getting it. <laughs> but that leads us to the point that Ohio State is playing Rutgers in another primetime game on... Saturday night, unlike the primetime game that they had against Penn State on Halloween night, like you would be um, allowed to feel nervous and be focused on the Penn State State game. Unlike this week, where if you spend even like more than two minutes, like worried about Ohio State Rutgers in primetime, <laughs> you're a fool. So I wonder, like, what are your best things to do other than watching other college football games? But like, what do you do to pass the time when you're waiting for a night game that doesn't really have major consequences like do you just walk the dogs like cam's gonna probably not be around like what do you do yeah um (laughs) if you're (laughs) wanting an entertaining response i'm sorry but (laughs) i watch other games the dogs and i go on a walk i eat a lot of snacks okay what like what are your what are your go-to snacks chips and salsa okay would you have a favorite chip just tostitos okay which style um the bite size like just the 
the bite size ones, not the scoops. The scoops, they just cut your mouth open. <laughs> I concur. I concur. I am more of the resta- restaurant style uh, Tostitos Ooh, yeah. that, that are in like the yellow and red bag. The yellow and the blue ones are the really thin ones. Those are fine. But the the ones with the red label, uh, the yellow bag with the red label, those are my favorite. Yeah. I just like the bite size for dipping purposes. Sure, it's sure, easier. sure. Yeah. <laughs> the scoops cut your they mouth. They do, if and that's you not know it. emblematic of what our podcast <laughs> is, like, I, I don't know what it is. Okay, so what else, either prepping-wise or food-wise? I just, I, I'm a big Cheez-It person, but that's not just, like, a game day thing. Like, I don't eat chips and salsa on regular days. I eat them when I'm watching gotcha. football. I don't know why. And then Cheez-Its are like an every week thing, but I had them on Saturday, so that's why I'm thinking of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. We should have like a chip bracket. I know that those are going around, but I haven't seen a potato chip yeah, one. Yeah, let's do it. And I'm, I'm a snob when it comes to chips. Oh, see, I am the opposite of a snob on chips. Like, I love the, the, the cheapest generic thing. Like, I love just like Ruffles. Like, I think Ruffles is the best potato chips, but I also love like those weird gas station $2 bags of chips that are like, <laughs> I don't even know what they are. They're chips, but like they're like, they have like air pockets in them. They're, what are they called? Are they like munchos or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like an orange bag. I, I can picture them. Yeah. They're yeah. so, I don't even know what they are. I mean, they're not a chip, but they are a chip. It's all right. I'm down. Like what the hell else do we have to worry about for the next six, seven weeks? Like if Ohio State's <laughs> going to win by I I wrote this article in early October, and I firmly believe it. Like I think Ohio State's going to average fifty points a game this year, and even this, despite the fact that they only scored what was it thirty eight this past week, like I think they're going to be fine. So they're going to score at will. So let's let's do a chip bracket to entertain ourselves. I am all for okay, that. perfect. Because and we're not the only ones saying that. Like I was listening to Buckeye Talk, the Cleveland dot com podcast. I'm sorry that I'm pipping out another podcast. No, no, but. no. I listen to a lot of <laughs> I, Buckeye Talk. Puts out there. It's too much for me. Their episodes are waste. They're they're so long, and they put one out. You know, five six days a week. I mean, we do too, but ours are usually shorter, and we have different hosts. So I like Buckeye Talk. I just can't. I can't. Oh keep yeah, up. it's like the first few minutes is what I get through when I'm like brushing my teeth or something (laughs) but they were saying like in games like these you can't really talk about anything else except like justin fields is good like we're going to win because we have justin fields and that's the end of the analysis so it's like when it's rudkers week it's kind of hard to keep finding things to talk about (laughs) yeah i mean did you did you know that that was the birthplace of college football because like how much how much how much can we talk about that yeah, exactly. It's like, did you know Sam Hubbard used to be a lacrosse player and Urban Meyer saw him at a football practice and flipped him from Notre Dame lacrosse? Did you, have you ever heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think next week on this podcast, we should officially launch our potato chip bracket. And so that will excited. be how we get through the next <laughs> six weeks before rivalry week. I think that's good. Let's end like let's have it culminate on the episode before Michigan State. Uh, because then after that, like, even though I think Ohio State will beat the team up north by 100, um, hang, we're going to hang 100 mm-hmm. on them. Um, I think we can focus on that. But let's let's have a recurring segment of our potato chip bracket from now until the episode before Michigan State. Sound good? Okay. So should we have, like, people vote on Twitter and then we discuss yeah. the results each week? Yeah. Or we, or we can, like, 
say here's the matchups and then put it out on Twitter because you did the all decade team um, back in December and it was yeah. a super successful on Twitter with people voting. So why don't we lay out a bracket? We can come up with like regions. Like I think there has to be like a a tortilla region. There has to be a regular potato chip region. There needs to be yeah. like a I don't know. Is it, should there be like an entire Fritos region, like, or is it? Oh no, oh, like whatever the flavors. Yeah, like like Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos. But then you throw in like oh, Fritos, for sure. and like, how do we break that up? So we'll come up with those, and then we can talk about the matchups every week, and then people can vote, and then we'll update and talk about the next round matchups. Does that work? I am so excited. <laughs> I, this is like this is literally what this podcast was created for. <laughs> yes. uh, Okay, so now that we have a plan for how we're going to entertain ourselves for the next month and a half, <laughs> let's talk about some of the things that entertain us, Tia. Let's talk about our recommendations. What do you have to recommend to the folks this week? Okay, so right before we started recording, I changed it. So I'm going to save my original Ooh, okay. recommendation for next week. But this is for the people, I can't imagine that there's many of you that haven't seen her videos yet but annie agar i think that's how you yes, say her last name so good you're gonna go to her twitter and you're gonna click on media and watch every single one of her zoom calls and for those of you who don't know she basically dresses up as different teams and they're they're having this like zoom call with the nfl or like college football and her best one is pinned at the top of her Twitter profile. And it's if the Big Ten had a Zoom meeting. That's the first one you should start with because it's so good. Yeah. And it's from it's so funny. It's from a while ago. Like I, I tweeted it out when she sent it out uh, on the Land Grant Company. It was like from back in, I don't May. know, May. Yeah. It, it was yeah. so good. Um, and she's now like she's been on like NFL Sunday Countdown doing these things. Um, yeah. she's normally like a sports reporter in like Gross Point, Michigan or something. Yeah, she does. She's just like a local TV reporter, but she, yeah, ESPN has had her on a segment and her most recent was with Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's starting to like pick up steam. I think, but if you haven't watched her videos, you have to go. I think we them. should try to get her on to do like an interview with us, uh, at stick to sports like yes we're you know lingering holy land's pretty big we've got like thirty three thousand twitter followers we we're verified we're legit we can get somebody like her right yeah. like before she gets too big yeah <laughs> like yeah i mean she's already like been on espn so like she might be too big for us right now but like we're we're legit well, enough DMs are open yeah so yeah so let's do it all right we'll 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 figure that out so i love that um she's very very funny follow her on tiktok too because uh I, at some point we're gonna have to talk about tiktok are you into the tiktok oh my gosh i'm so into tiktok <laughs> okay that'll be a topic for next week because yeah it's a problem so okay um we've already got the entire rundown for next week's show basically i, love I know this. um all right so again last week i changed my um recommendation like you just did it was originally going to be something that i changed it to uh, the Saved by the Bell new trailer. I was going to do that original one again this week, but because Sean Connery died uh, over the weekend, uh, I believe at the age of 90, actually on Halloween Day, um, I could not not talk about Celebrity Jeopardy. Now, Sean Connery in real life, you know, obviously a very cool guy, very famous. He was a little problematic, had some 
misogynistic, um, potentially domestic violence-y uh, opinions. So I'm not even talking about him. I am talking about the character of Sean Connery that Daryl Hammond played on the Celebrity Jeopardy skits on Saturday Night Live. This will go down as my favorite skit on recurring skit on Saturday Night Live probably ever. One, because it mostly happened when I was in high school and college, which is the, when people watch Saturday Night Live the most, I think. And but it was also written by Norm MacDonald, who's one of my favorite underrated comedians and SNL people in the world. And Steve Higgins, who most people know as uh, Jimmy Fallon's sidekick on The Tonight Show. Um, but Will Ferrell played Alex Trebek. Daryl Hammond played Sean Connery, who was on almost all the t- every episode, which was great. And then you had Norm MacDonald playing... <laughs> He he played Burt Reynolds, but my one of my favorite skits is when he changes his name mid-game to Turd Ferguson, which is just the best name ever. So it's so good. If you don't know it, uh, T, maybe we can play a clip or something from it. But I will say suck at Trebek on a regular basis because of this. So uh, if you do not know the Celebrity Jeopardy skits from Saturday Night Live, I highly recommend you watch them. They gave way to Black Jeopardy, which is still a great skit on Saturday Night Live, but the OG Celebrity Jeopardy is the best as far as I'm concerned. Welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. Before we begin the double Jeopardy round, I'd like to ask our contestants once again, please refrain from using ethnic slurs. (laughs) That said, let's take a look at the scores. Sean Connery has set a new Jeopardy record with negative (laughs) $230,000. You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? What with your dago mustache and your greasy hair? Look, what did I just say about ethnic slurs? From third rock from the sun, French Stewart in second place with negative $17,000. I'm a late bloomer, Alex, and in double jeopardy, I'm gonna bloom. Sure you will. And finally, back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey. Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Great. I hadn't seen Celebrity Jeopardy yet. And right, then... because you're, you're a child. You're, you're <laughs> an almost infant. almost 27. Oh, my Lord. I feel like just Just, just realize this, like, I'll be 40 in, like, seven, eight months. So, like, you're... Like, I was in seventh or eighth grade when you were born. So, like, that's how old I am compared to you. And it makes me feel. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like the age group of, like, once you hit 26, it doesn't even really matter. You know? Well, I will will take your word for that. Um, Your maturity (laughs) level is probably closer to my age than my age. And my age is probably closer to your maturity level. So that's fine. So anyway, you watched some of them, yes. Yeah. And then I stumbled upon an interview with who plays him? Who plays Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Daryl Hammond. Okay. And it was about how he came up with the character. And he... He brought it up to the writing, the writer's room, and they all were kind of like, okay, 
Because, like, the idea was that he hates Alex Trebek, and he doesn't know any of the answers, and he gets, like, the words wrong. And he was like, it makes no sense, Sean Connery, like, why would he hate Alex Trebek and all this? And it caught on, and people got it and loved it. And I was like, it was so funny, because after I watched the clip, I was like, I don't get it but it's funny like i don't understand why this is his character but it was just it was hilarious this is the sound a doggy makes mr connery mole no well that's the sound your mother made last night (laughs) okay that's not necessary sean connery can you repeat the question of Simon and Garfunkel, the one that is not Garfunkel. I Garfunkled your mother. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is like, I mean, the original, I guess, idea for the bit is that like, if you watch cele- like the real Celebrity Jeopardy, celebrities are stupid, um, <laughs> and so that is very much a part of it. Like one of my favorite clues of all time is like, like um, Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek says, you know, the category is continents and it's an audio clue and the, the 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 clue is just asia and that's it you know or like the category is modern u.s presidents and it's like this is the current u.s president his first name is bill his last name is clinton please god somebody say who is bill clinton like those are the categories and then you've just got daryl hammond over there saying like the day is mine or you'll rue the day you crossed me trebek like it's just the the greatest thing in the world it's so dumb and i love it so i dove down when when sean connery died i uh dove down and kind of watched some of them uh that's how i passed some time before the penn state game and uh it's just really good. Really, really good. Yeah, there's a YouTube video where it's like all the best Sean Connery bits on Celebrity Jeopardy. So that's a good place to start. So good. I feel like one of my greatest accomplishments now is getting you to watch some of those uh, clips. So I feel like this has been a successful podcast, even if this is where we Yes, stopped. you're making me more cultured. yes celebrity jeopardy bits uh are making you more culture that's exactly it so i'm glad i can do my bit um all right that is all that we have for this episode of land grant holy land stick to sports podcast don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcast like subscribe five star review follow tia's dogs on instagram what was their handle again tia (laughs) buddy and bella underscore and where can people find you on social media? Tia Johnston underscore. It's the underscore family. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt, And you can subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land on the Twitter machine at LandGrant33. Thanks, of course, for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.